Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that meet in your face. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Doug Rutledge. This is the Crossroads Farm Remix Podcast, and we're glad to have you here. Um, as always, I have some guests here who uh, whose objective is to debrief the night, to talk about what we talked about. Uh, and tonight we've got a special guest as well, but I'll let them uh, introduce themselves to you. Hi, I'm Danny, and I'm a freshman at Hanover High School. Hi, I'm Riley, and I'm a senior at Hanover Horton High School. Hi, I'm Owen, and I'm a freshman, and I'm homeschooled. Uh, I'm Colton Weiler, and I'm a freshman at Reading High School. And our guest, let him introduce himself. My name's Ryan, and I'm a singer at Ten Talents. So I'm going to start this. Uh, so Ryan, you guys just got done playing for us. It was a, it was a riot. It was a pretty full house, and the uh, place was popping. So I'm going to start uh, this. So is it your love for music that drives you? Is it, um, boy, I just... The paychecks are so big, I got to do it for the money. Uh, is it that, you know, I don't know. So what drives you as a musician to do what you do? And tonight, you know, you were here at Crossroads. So what what drives you? Sure. So I think most mus- musicians would probably agree with me that if that's what you were born to do, you can't get away from it. Even if, I mean, I've played in bands my whole life, played music my whole life. And even when there was brief maybe a year or two in there where I was not, I still was doing it all day long at home, and I still just could not get around the fact that I had to, I had to create music. Now this new, we've been doing this 10 Talents thing for about two and a half years, seriously, and that, in the other bands, it was, it was always trying to like make money, do it because that was gonna be the job of your life and you were gonna just do that, but I always found that I really had purpose in doing it when I was affecting people before and after. Mm-hmm. Like, when I would hear someone tell me a story of how maybe the music got them through a, a part in their life, or it was something bigger than just putting on a performance. And so the 10 Talents thing that we started two and a half years ago, it began, we didn't really have a, a goal in mind. We were just gonna play, anytime someone asked us, we were gonna play a show, started off acoustic, and then some camps, some summer camps asked us if we'd play, but we, would, we need more members, so we added some guitar players and a drummer, and we, it kind of morphed into more of a rock pop band, right? Yeah. And then we got asked to do this thing called Stand for Truth, yeah. where we get to go into middle schools and high schools all over America, and we go in there and we play two songs in the assembly, and we go along with the speaker, and then we invite all the students back at night for a concert, and so doing that, that purpose I was telling you about, then all of a sudden, it, it felt like we were touching and affecting people on a daily basis. Yeah. So it, was, it just became so much more. So I would say being a musician, that's what first drove me to do this. Now, it's just this, 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 this wave that we're a part of. We're not the only band doing this with Stanford Truth, but now that's what drives me because, I mean, there's just so much pain in high schools these days and suffering and people not finding hope. Like we're yeah. talking about yeah. and so yeah. I, f- I feel like you're making a small difference but it's cool mm-hmm. you know so that's what's driving me these days even bigger than the music yeah is that hope so any questions how long have you been making music i started making music when i started taking piano lessons when i was nine that was my first love well my first love was drums 
But and I'm glad. But my mom said, "Take piano lessons." So right. I did that, and then when I was 13, then they, then they let me get a drum set. So. Like North Adams, when we moved into this community about 20 years ago, we couldn't find a guitar player. We couldn't find a drummer. Like there was no uh-huh. culture of music. Sure. Is it like that in North Adams too? Well, you see, when I was in, when I was, my brother, who's also in the band, bass player, right? Before I got a drum set, he was in a band with his friends. So I don't think there was really that many people in our school that were musicians, as far as that goes. I mean, there's a lot of people in band, but he got together with his friends, guitar player, bass player, drummer, and they had a little garage band. So then me, naturally, before I even knew how to play anything. One of my friends played guitar, so it came easy to me. It was easy for me because he played guitar and I played drums. So mm-hmm. every Friday night, every Saturday night, we just stayed in my parents' basement and played till <laughs> six in the morning. <laughs> but I mean, I think you're right. I think there is. I think every probably class maybe has like it seemed like they had like one guitar player, right. something like that. It's right. Yeah. Probably not very good. Other questions, guys? Um, where did the idea of ten talents come from? Like above the name? Yeah. So there is a parable that goes, it's a long parable, but the gist of it is, if you have your given God-given talents, which in the parable it means money, but as we know talents, it's gifts, mm-hmm. it's what you use them for, but as the parable goes, if you use your gifts, you will be blessed with more. If you use your gifts for good, for God-given purposes, for good, then you will be blessed with more. So in the parable, one guy got two, and he used them, and he got two more, and one guy got five, and the guy that got the most, got five more, so he got ten. So, you stick with that. Awesome. That's Other questions? What's the What's the best thing about being a musician and the worst thing about being a musician? Uh, the best thing is just what got, we got done doing. Like, you go up there and you pour out your heart and you play songs that you've, you've written or you play songs that you maybe didn't even write, but you still have fun. And you feel them and you look out there for some sort of connection and you feel people having like that energy and that vibe and it's, a, it's, it's making their night a little bit better. And that never gets old. And so I do it for free, just for that. And the worst thing is, we usually play about an hour and 15, hour and a half set. But to play that, we have already set up for two hours and then we still have to break down for an hour and a half. So we kind of call ourselves a professional moving company <laughs> that we play music on the side. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. <laughs> Um, I have a question. Uh, when did you like realize or like come to think that like music was like your calling and that's like the what you were meant to do? Well, it's happened maybe twice in my life because I really thought it was what I was called to do in a previous band. We, we kind of had a lot of momentum. Yeah. And then we, we thought this was going to happen or whatever. And then it took a real big drastic nosedive. And then I got really sad about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be I'm gonna write songs. I'm not going to stop doing that. But I'm not, I don't think this is, you know, this is going to be my hobby. So I sort of gave up. And I kind of let it get to me, I suppose. And I said, you know what, this isn't what, this is going to be my hobby from now on. Really not my, music's not going to be really what I do for my life. Then, I didn't even choose it. Like, we got this 10 pounds thing together. We started small. We just, our idea was just to play when anyone ever asked us. And then that steam rolled into doing the camps and now doing all the schools all the time. Now doing like 150 Sometimes more dates a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of travel. Where yep. next? What's next? Next, we're in somewhere in Ohio. Okay. It's a high school called Hire or Hyde. It might be in Akron. I think it's in Akron, Ohio. Okay. Okay. This week. Yep. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, Ryan, man, thank you. It, it's awesome having you. Uh, we're going to hang around and talk about the talk for just a couple minutes. Cool. Uh, but thanks for coming, man. And thanks. Yeah, well, thank you killed you. it tonight. It was awesome. It. Yeah, it was and really uh, we'll yes. be praying for you. We've got to have you come back. It'll be good. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. something big. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Ryan. All Appreciate right. it. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you. awesome. Let's just spend maybe five minutes, and then I know some of you guys have to have to bolt. So we'll just talk about this real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Tonight we talked about God's creativity and creation, and what the, that, that tells us about Him. Um, so just to make this kind of a brief discussion, because it wasn't really a long talk. Mm-hmm. What are, what's your take on that? Um, when you said God like made us good, it really like stood out when you said that nothing's perfect that you won't reach perfect, that he made you good for a reason, there's always flaws in everything. One of the one of the things I was thinking about as I was writing this is that people try to create their own life and it kind of threw me back to a, a joke um, personally and I thought, if I could create it, would I really want to live in it, right? Because mm-hmm. I know everything that I'm capable of creating is not that good but that's kind of how we live our life. Yeah, I, I try and create my life and then live my life in this world that I created. You know, this is what I think the ideal is. I'm going to build my life so it looks like this. But it's, it's probably a lot like um, if I were to tell you, draw a car. And so you draw a car and then I'm like, okay, and that's what you get to drive. You just spoke that into reality and that's the car you get to drive forever. And you'd be like... I don't want that card. It looks, <laughs> it looks crappy. I'm not a good artist. And so I thought that, that that would be something we could maybe talk about for a second. Yeah. What are people what are people building their lives to look like? I guess that's my first question. And you know, do we have the stuff to build our own lives? Because people say, "Hey, just make yourself happy. Just do what makes you happy. Do what, you know, fulfills you." And I sometimes I wonder, do we even have the ability to make my own life look like that. Any comments on that? That was the thing that kind of hit me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, when they think of, like, if they make, like, create, like, an ideal life, or maybe not even an ideal life, but they're like, let's just, like, play it safe. Like, get a nice, like, steady job, like, have family. Like, I feel like they just kind of go through the motions and, like, don't, like, really think of having a purpose. Like, just get a job, have a, like, good income, and then, like, retire and just die. And I feel like not a lot of them, like, have an actual purpose for life kind of sad there's always that die thing at the end yeah right yeah, yeah. it's kind of pathetically sad yeah yeah I, f- <laughs> I feel like those who stray from the lord try to create their own path and as they do it kind of it turns into flames somewhat but as they go through the cycle of of life and just not realizing what they could do through the lord it just kind of hits me but those who those who do follow the path of the Lord, instead of cr- trying to create, they trust the Creator. Oh, that's good. To yeah. create their own path. Hmm. That's good. Oh, and you had something. Um. Oh, I got it. Uh, I was just thinking that, like, I can't imagine going through life and not having a purpose and a drive, like, with the Lord, just going and, you know, to be on the earth to get married, get a job, and then die. Like, what is the purpose of life if that's all you? want in life. There there was a book in the Old Testament called Ecclesiastes and it was one of the wealthiest men on the planet and he experienced everything he had and at the end of the book he's like, so basically you live your life then you die. And I mean, he he said so you might as well follow God because there's no other purpose. Yeah. You know, 
I, I think that's kind of depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. One more thing that I'll throw in there. So God has the ability to create from nothing, and we don't. I need stuff, you know, when I pulled out the two macaroni and cheeses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if I said, oh, what I really want is macaroni and cheese, but I didn't even have the box macaroni. I, I don't have cheese. Like, yeah. I don't have a cow so I can make cheese. <laughs> you start breaking it down and you're like, I can't make macaroni and cheese. And if you think about the lowest common denominator of food, it's probably mac and cheese, right? <laughs> you're like, I am incapable of feeding myself the lowest common denominator of food. So um, any takes on that? Like when you look at God's made us to be good, which is incredible. How does that change the way I look at what I desire for my life? Like I don't want mac and cheese anymore. What, what do I really want with my life? If God made me good and if God really focused on me, then what's that mean? What's that mean for what we want? Just throwing it out there. I think like that means to like not set your standards low. Like like God is amazing. You can achieve any really anything in life. So hmm. don't settle for craft mac and cheese. Settle for <laughs> <laughs> the mac and cheese yeah, life. Mac and cheese of, of God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes, like, people make excuses from, like, what they have. Like, well, if I just have this, then I could do this and do this and do this. But really, like, God's given us, like, all we need. And just, like, having him in us, like, in, like, church this morning, like, God can do uh, infinitely more than we could ever, like, possibly imagine or begin to ask for. So, like, some people would say, like, well, if I just had this, then I could do this. But really, you can do anything. Uh, I'll end with this, and then, you know, we can we can call it a night. But... I was thinking about this. If God could talk to you about what he created you to do, like if God could give you the ultimate, I created you and this is what I really envisioned. If you just followed me for life, this is what your life would look like. Mm-hmm. Would it be bigger or smaller than the life you imagine yourself? Probably be bigger, I would imagine. I agree. It's kind of cool. It's just one of those thoughts to wake up every day and say, okay, God, I know how I have the day planned. It's kind of mediocre, but can you take me somewhere else with this today? And God probably has some pretty good plans. I'm just guessing. It took him six yeah. days to create everything we've seen. So mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. All right, last question. If you could speak into existence one thing, what would it be? Oh you can speak into existence one thing, what is it? A working time machine. Okay, that's not bad. All right. <laughs> Can we speak something out of existence, like okay. mosquitoes? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's You're going to speak idea. out of it? Sure. A that's, mosquito that's okay. magnet. Yeah. Kills them all. And why, why did God, or was that like a, a, a case of the fall? Like, we had sin, <laughs> so mosquitoes. I, uh, that's, yeah. that's what I've always said. Yeah? All right. I think I'd like to have a person-to-person talk with Jesus to, like, see what I'm supposed to do and know that he is with me all the time and have no doubts of what I need to accomplish yeah. on this time on earth. Not the first person to ask for that. Time machine, you can just go back. And no. Yeah, but then it's <laughs> trial and error. Oh no, I went forward and I really messed up. I got to go back and fix it. Oh, oh no, dinosaurs. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Too far back. Too far. All right. To really look forward into like society's point of view of religion, because a lot of people think it's a bad thing, but it really isn't. It's just how people have you view it from their point of view. Like, just try it yourself. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Like always, this is the uh, Homegrown Remix Podcast, and these are our guests every week. And we dissect and discuss, um, you know, the talk of the night and the bands. They were awesome. So, ten talents. I'll give them a thumbs up. Anybody yeah, else? I'd yeah, yeah. Thumbs, up. Was good. thumbs up. Thumbs up around the table. So- Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter. If you could speak into existence one thing, what would it be? You can speak into existence one thing, what is it? A working time machine. Okay, that's not bad. Can we speak something out of existence? Like mosquitoes? Okay. You're going to speak out of it? Sure. A mosquito magnet. Yeah. Kills them all. And why why did... Or was that like a, a, a case of the fall? Like we had sin, <laughs> so mosquitoes. I, that's, yeah. that's what I've always said. Yeah. All right. I think I'd like to have a person-to-person talk with Jesus to like see what I'm supposed to do and know that He is with me all the time and have no doubts of what I need to accomplish yeah. on this time on Earth. And that's the first person to ask for that. Time machine, you can just go back. And no, yeah, but then it's trial and error. Oh no, I went forward and I really messed up. I got to go back and fix it. Oh, oh no, dinosaurs. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too far back. Too far. <laughs> All right. To really look forward into like society's point of view of religion, because a lot of people think it's a bad thing, but it really isn't. It's just how people have you view it from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, just try it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Like always, this is the uh, Homegrown Remix Podcast, and these are our guests every week. And we dissect and discuss, um, you know, the talk of the night and the bands. They were awesome. So, 10 Talents. I'll give them a thumbs up. Anybody yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was good. Thumbs up. Thumbs up around the table. So-